friend another week another week made it through <laughs> <laughs> come on man that's what you say every time i know and it seems like it's been uh it's been a struggle uh we'll get to <laughs> we'll get to that in the in the real talk but yeah it was, it was a good week i uh, got to got to spend some time with uh henry one-on-one uh, my wife and her family uh went to a baseball game um the cleveland guardians formerly the indians game Ooh, um, and, can't and say they that. Took, yeah, they took Gary, so he got to go to his first uh, major league baseball game, uh, which yeah. he, loved, he absolutely loved. Um, so yeah, I had the two younger ones and uh, got to spend some some quality uh, daddy Henry time, and yeah. And uh, what did you do? Just not spend time with your other son, or? Oh no, he came too, but he was asleep for a lot of it. And, you know. What'd he, you guys get get into? Uh they had a little uh outing at, at work, um, a little family fun day kind of thing. So we yeah. uh they had like bounce houses and games and stuff like that for the kids. And uh of course as soon as we pull in, uh there's a uh that he sees the bounce house and he goes you have a bounce house at work. He thinks it's there all the time. <laughs> so, so now Henry thinks that uh, every day when I go to work, I'm just, you know, playing on bounce houses and getting my Dude, face. So you guys actually had a bounce house yeah. in the, in the steel plant. <laughs> it was in the field beside the steel plant, but I didn't even realize there was a field down there. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, I'll have to show you on a map. Uh, it's, it's, it's actually a pretty interesting story, but yeah. To be honest, yeah, like I I can just not. Oh wow! Look, JoJo just made her way into. She, she came to finish <laughs> off the scarlet. Into my office. Yes. <laughs> Hi, JoJo. Hi. Do you want to say something to the people? <laughs> Make a for real appearance here. Oh my gosh! What is going on? What was I going to say? Um. Honestly, stop. Get down. A um, steel plant just does not seem like a place where a bounce house could even possibly exist. I don't care if it's in a field. I feel like there's got to be just random shards of metal just everywhere for the children. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we keep it pretty clean over there. It's uh, It's good. Yeah, after... After we left that, we took them to Tom's Ice Cream. I know you're a fan nice. of Tom's Ice Cream. Big fan. Big fan. Yes. Yeah, it's a nice place. What uh, do you think? Oh, he loved it. He was in heaven. <laughs> has Has he never been there? He has never been there. That was his first time. So Tom's Ice Cream is like a Zanesville staple. Like I think yeah. everybody in almost everybody in Ohio pretty much knows, you know. Tom's it's, ice cream. Yeah, it, it's it's like a it's a local ice cream parlor, but it's known everywhere as being like the local ice cream parlor. <laughs> it's a national treasure. <laughs> yeah. Um, what did he end up getting? Uh, he just got some peach ice cream, which was 
solid. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting yeah. choice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he liked it. He, he was chowing down, man. He He's having a good time. For some reason I there, I like, if I get like a flavor like that, I like marshmallow on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What'd you, what did old dad go with? I got the chocolate peanut butter cup. So it was solid. What's going on now? What is going on? <laughs> are you there? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> it says we're still <laughs> recording. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> There's nothing, nothing different going on on my end. I can't hear you, dude. You can't hear me at all? Something happened to your audio. No, it happened to yours. Oh, my gosh. All right. I'm back. Everything's back. Can you hear <laughs> me? Yes. What happened? Dude, the last thing I heard you say was you got, like, what did you get? Chocolate peanut butter? Yeah. Chocolate peanut something. butter cup. Ice cream. Then, then all of a sudden, something else took hold of my audio feed and I was just hearing like a kid crying and then like some woman saying something weird and stupid and something else else re real weird. It was Jess. She walked close to my office and my AirPods connected to her phone. I was just hearing TikToks <laughs> in my head <laughs> and no longer hearing your voice. Well, I can't, what is going on tonight? I don't know. It's just not a... We are definitely struggling a little bit. What what is <laughs> what's funny is before the show, I was like, "Hey, man, I feel I'm really prepared tonight." Yeah, um, you know, with the show, can't wait to start the show, and then I'll I'll help breaks loose as soon as I press record. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. We're gonna power through it. Oh man, I thought I thought I just had like a break with reality or something. Something. <laughs> was going on i was like what is going on right now <laughs> tiktoks tiktok even well i guess uh i'm not i don't really watch tiktok like are you a you kind of yeah. digest tiktok yeah here and there when i have time to kill which is i can't um lot, but... our podcast has a tiktok and i upload mm -hmm. to tiktok but like as far as browsing tiktok yeah. goes i just can't do it yeah you got to uh, get the right algorithm. I don't want to is the other <laughs> thing. I don't want to do it. Yeah. Uh, thanks to you, online chess has taken up a new <laughs> chunk of my life that I wasn't accounting for. So <laughs> fuck you for that. <laughs> but you're getting better. I'm getting better, but it still doesn't matter because well, I still haven't beat you again since that one time. Yeah, you're getting better, just not good enough to beat me. Again, I think the problem is you're getting better too. At the yeah. same time, well, yeah, I've I've been constantly improving, which is a good thing. Yeah, well, Jess but has been uh, on me about that. My brother-in-law, um, who kind of got me into playing chess a little bit, um, he he's like really good, but his chess.com account. Uh, he texted me today and said that his chess.com account got shut down. They just deactivated it. And I said, oh, he must have been cheating, huh? Yeah, right. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> you see me crack that smile? Yeah. A little cheating but, action. But the the thing is, when you play him in real life, like he, 
he doesn't have to cheat to beat me anyway. <laughs> um, and I don't think he's the, the kind of guy that would cheat anyway because, I don't know, he's just Interesting, huh? Yeah, it, Interesting. I, I'm not sure what their reasoning was. Sounds like fishy. he uh, got a few little bits of help at times. Um, I don't know. Maybe. Just so everybody knows, my chess.com account, account is still active. Mine too. Uh, even though despite Jake the, despite the slander, you accused me of cheating before we even played. Well, because you that because yeah, that that's true. And I, I still have my account. I still have my account. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For now, Just one in twenty <laughs> versus you. <laughs> It's addicting. Yeah, it is it fun. Is. It is. But it does suck getting stomped. It's fun to win. Yeah. But I, I just keep playing you and you're like double the rating of me. Yeah. Just giving you some dubs. Yep. <laughs> but I only get like the problem is if I if I lose to you, I lose like two hundred points in my rating. But if yeah. I beat if I beat you, I get like three. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. It's fun though. It is fun. Um my week? Do you want to talk about my week? I would love to hear about your week. A uh, lot of work this week. Yeah. Um, made a lot of money. Had a good week. Uh, we got ahead uh, of a job we've been on all summer, last two years actually. And you know, for the first week, we haven't had to work overtime on it. Got Friday off. Nice. Um, and... So I felt like it'd be a good day to do my long run. Yeah. Since I had the more the whole day off, which I'm glad I had the whole day for for this because I had to run 20 miles mm-hmm. for the marathon training, which is the longest run in the training. Mm-hmm. And uh, did that took me like four hours, let alone driving about 40 minutes to the trail I wanted to run and back. So it was like a total of like, it was like a six hour ordeal. Yeah. Uh, so I got that done. Um, my knee kind of held up. Okay. I mean, I made it to mile 17 before I went into like limp mode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would call it. <laughs> yeah. I uh, had a bunch of KT tape. And like I told you, I took a little time. I took about 10 days off running mm-hmm. uh, and biked heavily. Um, mm-hmm. But man, that knee pain's still there. So it, it seems like you should kind of rest it until the marathon. Now we're and, three weeks out. Yeah. And maybe just, you know, you, you gave it, a, what, a week off where you were doing the, doing the biking and swimming? Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe just do that the rest of the time. Give it three weeks. Maybe. <sighs> mostly healed back up i don't know yeah it's like my knee it really didn't start but it's like the the mileage that it starts to hurt me is now getting pushed back each time yeah uh but it tapers down now but you're not going to run 20 miles again right no yeah. i'll tell you it wasn't just my knee that was hurting yeah oh, i <laughs> at, can imagine uh, at mile uh yeah 18 19 uh, man that was rough. I don't know how these guys, I mean, I guess I do. I guess it's progressive, but like, I'm telling you, like, it feels every muscle in my legs was, was like crying. It's like my hips. 
I just felt that wear. I I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they how people do these fifty and a hundred mile races. I mean, oh, I wow. guess it's progressive overload and conditioning. I mean, that's the only answer, right? Yes. Dang. Freak of nature or something. I mean, a lot of people do it. It's like, yeah, those are obviously trying to. I'm trying to just run 26. Yeah, feels like a mountainous achievement for me. But <laughs> yeah. it's crazy to think people can do double that, yeah. triple that, quadruple that. It is crazy. It is crazy. It's nuts. It's just I, part of me like wants to explore that. Yeah. No, but there's but, no part of but, me that wants like, to like, that. but it's fun to sit <laughs> on a podcast and say oh 50 mile or something like that'd be cool but yeah. then like actually doing it <laughs> like that's the process <laughs> i'm in just yeah. doing a marathon dude holy crap yeah holy crap that's what i gotta say about that and like you said i'm gonna do the best i can i'd like to get some more mm-hmm. train i got three weeks left i'd like to get some more training runs in Mm-hmm. But I really, that 20 mile miler was really important to me to get in because, you mm-hmm. know, it's the longest one. Right. Uh, like taper is on. So I'm going to, like you said, do what I can to, I need that yeah. need to be feeling good on race day. I mean, I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm confident I'll make it, uh, the 26, but yeah. how good I'm feeling is still, <laughs> <laughs> you'll be hurting afterwards, but how was, uh, but your you training? That going you been training for the half no, are you still no. doing it uh i don't know man are you signed up <laughs> yeah i'm signed up but man uh no i've been kind of hit pretty hard with uh with life last like six weeks and uh i just have not found the time or the motivation to get out and run um my wife is doing a phenomenal job she actually ran 10 miles this week she's of course training for the half um so it sounds like she's kind of on the same pace as you yeah uh, just for half the distance um but yeah i'm very proud of her she's done a done an awesome job i have to say you know it's pretty hard for a couple for two people to train for a race at the same time uh I will have to say, me and Jess did it last year. Yeah. And come on, Jake. Yeah. I have to say that too. I think you can do it. Uh, I still believe. I don't know, man. What you're going to have to do, if you want to do it, you got to do the longest run of a half marathon training. What is that? Uh, 10 miles? Probably 10 miles, what she did the other day. You'd have to do that this weekend or as soon as possible. Yeah. And then, because that would be like doing your tw- my 20, mm-hmm. and then <laughs> it might really hurt you. And then you're going to have to enter recovery mode. <laughs> yeah. For the you rest could of do it. it. You could do it. I'm serious. Yeah. You said you were going to do it. If I do it, it's probably going to be I just show up on race day and see how long it takes to, to walk gotta, 13 miles. You got you to <laughs> get that 10 in. You can't walk the whole thing. I won't walk the, the whole thing, but it's going to be. The cutoff, I think, it, for like a half and a marathon, like the pace, I think is like you have to average at least a 1452 mile, which is, by all means, it's like pretty much a walk. It'd be a fast yeah, that's, walk. That's a, that's a quick walk, yeah. 
you're gonna have to throw some running in there. Oh yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about that when I was like yeah. limping my way through the last three miles. I was like, man, like what is the slowest pace I can go and still finish and not get disqualified? So I looked yeah. it up. Yeah. I got to the point when I was running that 20 on 17 through 20, I was like running 50 or 100 feet at a time before I'd have to walk a little bit. I, I was doing that for like the last three miles. I still average like a 1230 pace doing that mm-hmm. somehow. Uh, but anyways, we got that, um, got that run done. And then, um, uh, we picked up a contract this weekend. Um, kind of out of the blue, uh, quick hitter. They needed it done this weekend and it was rough. So yeah. I went from I went <laughs> 20 from, miles, uh, 20 miles to, intense manual labor for the next mm-hmm. two days all weekend uh thankful for my wife but like i said you know good opportunity to make some money sure which i'm, I'm always i mean you just got to take what you can get this is kind of going to relate mm-hmm. to the real talk like you got to you got to be ready to do the work when the work presents itself to you right it's not always going to be uh the best time right like <laughs> anyways uh so we uh, we got a crew together of five guys, and uh, it was to clean out. It was a uh, warehouse, uh, which a lot of uh, food processing is done. So it's a food place, yeah. and uh, they that could be dangerous. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh for yeah. sure. <laughs> so we were it all. There's obviously a lot. There's a lot of debris. And uh, their higher-ups were really wanting them to shut down production. They'd been running six mm-hmm. and seven days a week all year, and it was time to shut down production and get this place cleaned up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we went in there with air guns uh, the first day for 10, 10 hours, just crawling in places you don't want to go, mm-hmm. spraying. We had five guys. We had it hooked up to a huge uh, three-stage air compressor. Everybody's blowing all day. Oh, it looked like a war zone in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, blew it all down the first day, getting in all the cracks and crevices up high, start high, work your way down low, mm-hmm. getting everything on the ground. And then the next day, you know, it was just a lot of time sweeping, mm-hmm. uh, mopping, sweeping, mopping, uh, brooming, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of time on the hoof. A lot of yeah. repetitive movements, man. <laughs> and like us, uh, right after the 20 mile run is the last thing I wanted to do. Right. But mm-hmm. I mean, I was proud of the guys that, you know, said, yeah, let's do Keep it. Going. And, yeah. uh, we got it done and they're really impressed with what we got done. Um, so it's, I think it's going to be a recurring kind of thing. Yeah. You know? That's the kind of stuff you got to do. Like, you know, yeah. Answer the call. So we Absolutely. did that and no more or less got that done. Uh kind of started preparing for this episode and I'm on here. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been a hell of a week. Hell yeah, of a sounds week. like it. And, and I love it though. I mean, I, yeah. shout out to my wife for putting up with my busy life. Uh but you know, I'm grateful to be busy. I'm grateful to feel exhausted. So yeah. I feel good at the end of the day. For sure. So that was my week. Yeah. And we're going to get started again tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Doing the same thing? Uh, no. Oh. Back at Luberginc. Yep. 
Okay. Um, yeah. Good deal. Yep. Um, changing Macho Man's water tonight. Okay. <laughs> Macho Man the Goldfish. Yeah. In which I was thinking about this so, earlier. Is he still surviving on the one cup method? Or no, no, no. You, you've expanded now. Well, uh, I got an aerator going now. Okay. Did I tell you that? No. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, okay. no more one cup. He made it through that. That's how he earned his nickname, Macho Man, because he's tough. Mm-hmm. Yep. But then I was thinking about this today. I don't even know. How can you tell if a fish is a girl or a boy? Uh, I don't know. It's a good question. I mean, I don't know either, but. Uh, we're going to have to ask Joy. <laughs> <laughs> Old Douglas Joy. Yeah, he'll know. He'll for sure know. I mean, they got to have a little goldfish pee-pee, apparently. Well, I mean, the females would lay eggs, right? I don't know. Do do fish have sex? I think they lay eggs. Well, don't they have... The eggs got to be fertilized, right? Like, how does this happen? I don't know, man. All right, how... How do goldfish... (laughs) reproduce how do goldfishes mate two goldfish in a tank all right how to tell if a goldfish is a boy or girl uh spots on the gills and pectoral fins during the breeding season that's uh that's on a boy um Mm -hmm. females have a vent that sticks out whatever that means um they talk about chasing and being chased, uh, but macho men wouldn't have that problem. And then I got go- laying eggs and releasing milt. Yes, I just read that. Yeah. It said fish mate in a lot of different ways, but the most common way is a goldfish, a male goldfish chases the female goldfish around until she releases, gosh, releases her <laughs> eggs in the male goldfish then releases his milt onto the eggs i think we just learned a new word (laughs) i've never heard that word (laughs) nope so we can't just call it sperm like nope it's milt (laughs) and i'm going to start using that anytime i can in conversation (laughs) what Conversation with whom? My wife. wife? Like you're going to try to serenade your wife with your new found vocabulary? Yeah. (laughs) I guess. I don't know where else I'm going to. I mean, it's not something that I I, (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to have to find a way to work it into conversation. (laughs) You you can't. Like, you can't. You're going to have to. It's not just going to come up in conversation. No, but I'll force it in. I'm I'm okay yeah. with that. Hey, <laughs> hey, is that is that goldfish rape? <laughs> Forcing milk into you could like be just uh you can just be chop chop and shop with the guys. Next time you come up, you're like, do you know what goldfish sperm is called? <laughs> milt, <laughs> milt. That's disgusting. Yeah. It's a that is a dirty word for it. <laughs> he just lays 
He's just laying down a whole freaking <laughs> line of milt everywhere. I feel like it's a bucket of milt. <laughs> it's like a it's like a word. It has to fit what it looks like. I feel like yeah. milt is like a web of a web of. Yeah, I kind of pictured it as like I'm a, picturing a, a web. I'm thinking like a cloud. Like yeah. In the water. Yeah. Like it's disgusting. Oh, yeah. it, 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 there's no way it's not disgusting. It has to be disgusting. <laughs> like a big snot. <laughs> All right. Anyway, we got to move on. Okay. Patriot of the week. Yeah. My Patriot of the week is Bob Iger, uh, the CEO of Disney. Um, okay. He came, he came out this week and he said that uh, under the previous uh, leadership of Disney, uh, they got really into culture wars and uh, they're really trying to get away from that. Now they want to quiet the noise and just kind of go back to what they do. Uh, you know, children's entertainment sort of thing. This, uh, so he's trying to get it, get away from all of the, uh, you know, must have a gay character in there. Uh, movies about people transitioning and stuff like that. Trying to I not push question. that. Yeah. Are they going to stop changing every white character into a character of a different ethnicity? <laughs> I don't know that. <laughs> Might be but good news. But that is something that was, uh, you know, pushed during this previous leadership, right? The last CEO. Oh, yeah. It's like, um, you know. So it's possible. It's like the Little Mermaid is black. Snow White, I heard, is being changed to a different ethnicity in the newest uh I don't know, and I don't care, but it's just yeah. like weird, you know. It is weird, but I don't know. I, I like, think just stop that. If if they if a black woman is the best um, actress to play the Little Mermaid, great. It was but, fine, but I watched it. Picking her because she's black and you need a black actress is a problem, right? The funniest part was. I mean, I've watched. First off, I want to get out in front of all this and say, stop remaking the old cartoons into like live action. That I, that's just weird. Like how they made the Little Mermaid. Now it's like real actresses and real actors. Like that's just weird. Yeah, they're doing all this with all these. Like, can we just leave them how they are? Just leave them alone. You didn't I like the Lion King? No, I didn't watch that. No. Oh, you didn't? Yeah. Did you? It was all right. I prefer the but, cartoon, but it was it was okay. Yeah. I'm like, I just like making my kids watch the old ones. I don't know. Yeah. Like takes the kidness out of it. Yeah. But uh first my first gripe is quit remaking like come out with new movies. Yeah. Stop remaking old movies. Yeah. Um we didn't ever have to deal with that as kids. And that, like why are no. we well, doing that to our new like yeah. come out with sequels? What happened to sequels? Like the next movie. <laughs> well, the sequels like, always failed, right? Like they, but, there is a Lion King too, and it's not like it's not good. It's <laughs> bombed, right? Yeah. But, but anyway, the other thing about the Little Mermaid, the funniest thing wasn't that the Little Mermaid became black when I watched the movie. The most shocking thing was uh, there was what's the prince's name in that? Do you even know? In Little Mermaid? Yeah. His name's it's Eric. Like, Eric. So it's Prince Eric. Eric, it was still white. They did not change his okay. ethnicity, but his mom was black. <laughs> and it's just like what? <laughs> Which that's fine. Yeah. Like I said, I'm not care, but it's just like kind of confusing. Yeah, 
Well, I think it's this whole, um, you know, all, we're, all one, we're all one race, right? We're all human. So. Yeah, that's fine. I'm not mad about it. Just, yeah, it stuck out to me. I have to say that. I didn't like, yeah. that's not like something I'm going to point out to my kids or anything. But it was <laughs> like, I kind of like looked at my life. Like, huh? <laughs> like, that's Eric's mom. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the other announcement that they, that he made was that they're going to be investing sixty billion dollars um, in their parks and cruises over the next ten years. Wow, that's a lot of money. That is a lot Dude, of that. money. So, um, so this guy's a new CEO. So he was their CEO, right? He was running Disney. They kind of forced him out, and then the new regime came in and made everything woke, and they started mm-hmm. losing money. So. Uh, they the board wanted to bring him back because things were better when he was in charge. <laughs> so he's like getting rid of all the woke people and making yeah, them I mean, back to being like, let's uh, entertain the kids. If it has to be forced, like it's kind of a good rule of thumb. Like yeah. if you have to force it, you shouldn't right. do it. It's like exactly. not natural. Yep. If it, I mean, if it's the best move, make it. But if it's if you're if you feel that you need if to make it. And you're settling for less in order to just to push your agenda. You're making a bad decision. Yeah, if you're like, we got to make this movie and we got to check all these boxes and blah blah blah. Like it, it, mm-hmm. it hurts creativity and it it's does. Just, yeah, 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 just ridiculous. Uh, they they've made plenty of good movies in the past. Uh, uh yeah, I'm I'm glad to hear that. Uh, no one goes to Disney World to. You know, have to deal with stuff like that. It's supposed to be a happy right. place, exactly, where everybody gets along and mm. yeah, magical. I, I feel most like, magical place on earth. Right? right, right. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah. Um, my patriot of the week. Uh, I'm gonna go with doctors. Okay. Doctors in general, I mean, they're obviously great patriots. Great stewards of humanity, always trying to do the right thing. Progress science. We're living longer. I mean, obviously, they're great Americans. But particularly this week, I want to shout out some doctors in Maryland. They have successfully transplanted a pig's heart into a man, into a 58-year-old Navy veteran who is facing certain death due to heart failure. Failure. What? I can't talk. Fail. Failure. Anyways, his heart was failing. They successfully transplanted a pig's heart that was genetically modified. Uh, This is the second time they've done it into him, and he's still alive. What an advancement. That's crazy. So he's Um, still alive. I mean, he's he's certainly not out of the woods yet. Uh, They don't know how long he's going to live. He's he's obviously – it's obviously – experimental right yeah um so i don't know how i feel about this a man with a pig's heart yeah i feel like that's uh i don't know it's kind of like um it's it's certainly unnatural right certainly Um, yeah i i think it's just kind of a I don't know if this is a branch of medicine that we need to be diving into, right? I don't know that we want to go down this path because I'm not sure that we're going to like what's on the other end of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, 
No, that's why that's why they're my patron of the week. Obviously, I'm not on this. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, you're not quite on the same page. I think it's uh just part of medical advancement. So this is not a normal pig's heart, mind you. It's been modified uh to express human DNA. I think a, that makes it worse. <laughs> I get what you're saying here. <laughs> um but uh like this is where man bear pig comes from, right? Yeah, this this is a man pig. This is this is man. Yeah. This is man. This, this is like a supervillain origin story. And I don't know that we want to go down this path. All we gotta do, this guy's got a pig heart. All you gotta do now, you just gotta pump the dude full of testosterone <laughs> steroids. And, and set him up against yeah. liver can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cage match. No, but you know, he said before he got the transplant, he's like, I understand that uh, this is like a, I read this article, but he's like, I understand, you know, I'm likely to die if I don't do this. Yeah. And I'm not, he said, I'm not expecting to live a long time. Hopefully it works. He said, I just want to buy a little time. And he was joking around laughing two days after the surgery. He's like, if this just gets me a few days more of having coffee with my wife, so be it. And my my body rejects this. That's fine, but I just it's just nice to have a little more time and be maybe a little more part of a you know moving science along. Yeah. So if I was in the same shoes, give me a damn pig heart. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah, he it, might. Not, it he be, probably it won't. It would be hard he, not to take it, but he probably I, won't live. I mean, let's be honest. This is the second time it's done. The first time it got rejected by the man's. I don't know if it was a man or a woman, but it got rejected by their body mm-hmm. and they died. Uh, so we we don't know how long he's got, but it's pretty cool that it worked even for a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. Give me the pig heart. <laughs> Give me a pig heart. Not yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully we never have to go to that situation. But when I'm 90... Give me the pig heart. <laughs> How old is he? You said fifty-eight. Fifty-eight. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't. I don't I mean, know that, why. That is. That is young. Yeah. Go doctors. <laughs> but if you're Jake, just die. I mean, I'm not saying just die, um, <laughs> but I mean, there comes a point where. Um, <laughs> You know, it, it's kind of like the, that dude from Pet Cemetery's uh, jumping into into my head. Sometimes dead is better, you know. <laughs> if I no, that that's not what I mean to say. It's uh it's more like uh, you know, like, dead is better. <laughs> so someday we're all gonna die, right? And it, there is a, you know, I believe that that God has a plan for all of us, and there's a reason that he wants to call that man home right and dude that guy's calling to get the pig heart i guess i i feel like i feel like that is i feel like that is uh kind of kind of pushing off what he's you know the path that he's supposed to be on that's the path man i that's where he's at now for sure no i don't think there's anything in the good book that says (laughs) don't take a pig heart do not. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, man. What we got on your what's on your mind this week? Yeah, I got a lot on my mind this week. Uh, I kind of alluded to it earlier, but real um, talk. Yeah, I I've been really struggling um with a lot of things. Um you know, my my work life, my personal life, um just everything seems to be kind of going wrong at the moment. Um you know, it's it's just kind of one thing after another leading, um, you know, kind of building on top of each other. And, uh, you know, I, I was, uh, I was talking to my grandma this week actually. And, uh, you know, she, she was just telling me how, how blessed she is. Um, and how she has just this, uh, amazing family around her and she couldn't ask for anything more than that. And, uh, you know, just, just how blessed she is. Uh, and you know, she just can't believe, uh, her, this life that she has, uh, that she's been, been given. Right. Right. And, uh, you know, it kind of made me, made me stop and think, you know, um, here I am looking at, at everything that's going wrong. Um, you know, all of these, these things stacking up on, on top of each other and making my life more difficult every day. Um, when really I should be looking at, um, all of the things that are awesome about my life. Like, like I have a really, really good life. I have a wonderful family. I have great friends. Um, you know, I have a good job and I have a house and, um, you know, things go right in my life all the time. And, um, sometimes it's easy to, to look past that, um, and, and focus on the negative things. Um, so I just kind of wanted to talk about, uh, you know, focusing on the good things and the blessings that we have in life. Cause you know, everybody has them. Um, you know, some people may not, may not feel that they have them, um, as much as others. Um, but you still, everybody has something to be proud of, um, uh, yeah. that, you know, that you can do well. Um, and it's, it's, it's really important to focus on those things and, you know, just make sure that you are, um, you know, thanking the Lord for what, for what you do have rather than what you don't. Right. Um, that's pretty, man, you, you talking about that, you know, tons of things are just shooting through my mind. (laughs) Uh, man, you about got me a little geared up there, man. It's like, yeah. I remember when my grandma died mm-hmm. the last time I saw her, um, you know, she was going through uh liver failure, cancer mm-hmm. of the liver. Um, mm-hmm. the last time I saw her was during COVID and, yeah. uh, she was at her house and, uh, you know, I could see when I saw her, I knew it was the last time I was going to see her. Mm-hmm. and uh she looked horrible I, yeah. I didn't tell her that and she, she looked at me and she knew it was the last time she was gonna see me too mm-hmm. because she was going to the hospital and it was covid and everybody knew the stupid ass mm-hmm. rules then right yeah, yeah uh you know it was i think it was maybe you're allowed one visitor or some stupid rule like that yeah yeah such bullcrap dude but uh Anyway, she looked at me and she she was looking around the room. It was me, 
she told me not to come for one because she was in, mm-hmm. she didn't want anyone to see her like that. Sure. So I went and saw her, and she was frail, and eyes yellowed, and she just looked around, and I knew she felt awful. She just looked mm-hmm. at me, and she said, "I sure do have a nice family, don't I?" You know, mm-hmm. that's that's all she's. That's all you got. Yeah. Really, in the end, I mean. You know, it's like all these other stupid things, they just don't matter. And uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, that's where my mind went when you start talking about your grandma. Yeah. You're lucky to, you're lucky to have her. I know. She's, she's 87. Wow. <laughs> and, and kicking yeah. hard. Yeah. <laughs> she's, uh, she's a, a very, very special lady. Um, and, you know, wow. and, and when she told me, she was talking about how, how blessed she is and how she has so many people that, you know, love her and and care about her. And, and I said, well, grandma, you know, I, I'm a firm believer that you get out of life, what you put into it. Um, and she has been, you know, her entire life, she has been the most selfless person in the world, (laughs) always, you know, thinking about someone else and, you know, giving, 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 never taking, never asking for anything. It's pretty Um, cool. And, and you know that that's why she has the support system that she has. There's no doubt about that. There's something about a good grandma, man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I have yeah. to say, yeah. you know, I had two really good ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe if you got a good grandma in your life to remember, even if you don't have them now, mm-hmm. just the the fact that you did, even if you don't, you know, you don't have your dad, you don't have your mom. You know, just the fact that you did, just the fact that you had anybody in your life, it doesn't have to be blood, but, you know, anybody who's moved you so to such an extent, even if they're not here anymore, you know, what a blessing. You could be mad that they're gone and cuss, curse God and all this, but, you know, that's that's not the way to mourn someone's the loss of someone. It's not a loss. It's no, it's a gift that you had. Okay. That's how, that's how I've felt every time I've lost someone. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm so blessed too. I was kind of, when you kind of brought this, uh, this topic up, I was kind of thinking about, you know, the things that I'm blessed to have, you know, I'm blessed to have my health. Mm-hmm. I'm blessed to have friends, like you said, friends, uh, good friends that tell me the truth mm-hmm. that don't, you know, they're not just lying to me. You know, I got good people around me, hardworking, great people. And they also, you know, tell the truth. I got mm-hmm. those people around me. Um, I got children that have good health. I'm so thankful for that. Yeah. You know, they're amazing. I got two amazing little girls. Mm-hmm. I have an amazing wife who loves me mm-hmm. and all my, <laughs> all my, like, everything that I am. And I'm mm-hmm. not perfect whatsoever. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I get on this podcast and I might sound that way. I I try to talk about the good things in my life, right? I'm not yeah. trying to come on here, except for maybe the episode where I said I grew up poor. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
<laughs> I did not say that, by the way, but <laughs> I'm blessed, you know, the way I grew up. I'm blessed I grew up with two loving parents. Mm-hmm. Are they perfect? God, no, no. No one is. No one is, right? I could, I could sit around and find reasons to be angry at them. And I, I, I don't, that's not the way my heart is set. It could be. And I see people, I see people, I have friends, people I care about a lot that hold a lot of anger and resentment towards people that do care about them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that they definitely made mistakes in the past and they're just holding on to this anger for no reason, you know, it's like, I do not, you can't be always looking at the bad because you will find it. You'll find, it's very easy to find. It's so easy to find. I could find a bad thing about anybody. You have to mm-hmm. choose to find that silver lining in any mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then a lot of people are going through, have gone through way, way worse. Th- like, I have a good life, but... You know, there's a lot of people going through a lot of crap, mm-hmm. a lot worse than me. Yep. And they're fine. They'll find the silver lining. Yep. So if you if you got a decent life at all and you're miserable, <laughs> yeah, you got to find that silver lining. Yep. Um, like I said, I, I'm blessed to have a wonderful wife that I met in high school. Um, you know, we started dating back then. Like I, 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 the silver lining and all that is like, I'm great. Like y- your life can be going bad. I'm, I'm thankful every, every point in my life that I've wanted something to happen and it didn't like, you gotta be your, sometimes your greatest wins are the, are the nose mm-hmm. in life. Like when it yeah. feels like everything just happens for a reason. I remember in high school, Jess broke up with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I was so angry and wanted to move on and like I and I, I did. I tried it. I all I wanted was her back. Like I mm-hmm. she like left me. She actually cheated on me. <laughs> <laughs> Which that wasn't very nice. But you know Come on, Jess. <laughs> <laughs> she cheated on me and left me after we had the greatest summer ever, I thought. <laughs> she left me and went back to her height to her uh first boyfriend and i was like man you know there was nothing more i wanted than you know i was like why do you want him i want you to be with me (laughs) right (laughs) you know and like that was the greatest thing that could have happened in the end it all works out in the end yeah that wasn't the only time we broke up we went we went to college um and i remember i was a senior in college we'd made it all the way through up until that point Mm mm-hmm and I thought, you know what? <laughs> is this really what I want? And, and you know what I what I said, end up saying to myself is like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like for some reason, I went with her for so long. After I did get her back in high school, I had to wait and be patient, you know. And we ended up getting back together. Like mm-hmm. God found a way for us to be t- together. And then we went another five years. I was a senior at college. I was like. You know, is this the girl? I'm, is this it? You know, my answer was, I don't know. So what did I do? I broke up with her, right? 
<laughs> We're gonna find cheat. out. <laughs> I did not cheat on her, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but uh I broke up with her. I got in a minivan with all my friends, a bunch of guys in the army ROTC. We all hopped in a minivan and we drove down to Panama City. Well, that's convenient uh, timing. But what, what else was I going to do, right? Like, yeah, I'm going to live the single life and be happy. Like, as a, if like I, and I thought in my head, I I actually broke up with her and I was kind of sad immediately mm-hmm. after. I'm like, and then, you know, we got this plan together. I'm like, man, like, this is the way. Like, if I ain't happy and single in Panama City on spring break, you know, <laughs> what is it? So I went yeah. down to that beach. There was all the girls all the beer, all the booze. I had all the friends and I was miserable, dude. All I could think about, which I did not reach out to her contact, contact her. As far as I was concerned, you know, we were done. I was single. I was going to go explore my options before I get tied down for life. Right. Yeah. I went down there. I was the most miserable ocean staring <laughs> son of a gun. All I could think about was, you know, man, I think I made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I was at a bar with like T-Pain rapping and <laughs> girls everywhere, dude. You know, and then, and then you know, I got back home. I was like, man, maybe I could shake this feeling. A couple weeks go by, you know, who am I calling? <laughs> <laughs> the rest is history. Baby, come back. No, the rest <laughs> isn't history, actually. Then she broke up with me again when she was a senior <laughs> in college, which was a few years later. But... All those points in times, I felt so miserable, so sad, you know, and it's like, that's the best thing that could ever happen because now we both know yeah, that we're miserable without each other. Yep. And, you know, we're fully confident. Yeah. In that, you thing. know, yeah, it, it wasn't very fun. Like none of that <laughs> no. was, you know, it's just like crazy. It's crazy how some of the worst moments in your life can turn into down the road, you know, turn into your best. Uh, that, that, I mean, that's not the only time that's happened for me, but that's a, mm-hmm. that's my easiest example to explain. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it, it, it's just, there's silver linings in everything. There ain't nothing fun about breaking up with your boyfriend or girlfriend, you know? you know everybody can relate to that Mm. but i'm gonna tell you like if you're gonna make it you you're it's probably best that you do a few times Mm -hmm. (laughs) even yeah i don't know my wife and i never broke up and we were we've been dating since high school (laughs) (laughs) well that's just like my our own that's just our story you know i I wouldn't have it any other way yeah um the craziest thing is also it's just like I feel like I feel like God has always set our past together. It's mm-hmm. like uh we went to the same church when we were kids, but we didn't know it. Yeah. That's kind of freaking freaky. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I actually have a I was digging through some of my old stuff. Jess lost her grandma a long time ago and she was real active in the church when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And I got this uh I, I got a box of a some things from when I was a kid, my mom gave me and I actually have, you know, uh, like a bookmark and her grandma wrote me like a really personal note on it. 
Oh, nice. And I like dug it out of this tote. And I was like, this is from your grandma. It's like, wish me a happy <laughs> birthday. You know, God bless you. All this stuff. She's passed away a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, it's That's like, crazy. I don't know. It's like everything has worked out in the universe for us to be together. And it's so weird. Like all these little things, but yeah. yeah. I mean, I got a lot more to be thankful, but my wife is a big, big thing I'm thankful for. She's given yeah. me a lot. Yep. Yeah, and now you guys got a nice family and you know can yeah. build on that. Like you said, like you said from the beginning, family's the most important thing. That's always number one. Um, you know, never take it for granted. Um, yeah. The other point that I was gonna make was just uh, you know, if you you know, family is the most important thing. And if you are um missing somebody or if you are fighting with somebody in your family. Um, at the end of the day, it's not worth it. Um, yeah. you know, go be a blessing to them, reach out to them, mend that fence. Um, because you know, time stops for no one. Um, and someday you're going to regret that you didn't have that time with them. Um, so yeah. Uh, you know, don't wait till it's too late. Um, mm-hmm. um if you, Keep that positive attitude no matter what you're going through. It will always shine through in the end. Absolutely. It, um, it, whether it's know, something at work, if you always take the high road, eventually no one, there's nothing anyone can say yeah. or do to you that's, you know, it's, you're always going to shine through. And I promise you that. Yeah. And uh, and the other the other part of that is, um, you know, it's it's contagious. Uh, you know, when, when you, when you are a light yourself, when you, when you shine bright and you are always focused on, uh, the positives, uh, it brings up other people, people who are down, um, you know, it, it makes them want to be around you and want to, you know, feed off your energy because it's, it makes them feel better. And, um, I I mean, I'm sure everybody knows people like that. Um, you know, be that person, be that person. Yep. Absolutely, man. And sometimes it's hard to not engage, uh, maybe like somebody who's acting a certain a negative way. Yeah. Sometimes it's real hard to do that. It is. I'm guilty of, I'm guilty of it. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying you need to be a pushover. You can take the high road in a very authoritative, dignified. You know, you ain't gonna look like a pussy either. You're gonna look like the. You're going to look like my goldfish, macho man. (laughs) Dude, you cannot hurt me. Like, shut up. I survived the one cup (laughs) cleaning. (laughs) No, I mean, it's like, you just like laugh at, when you get to a certain point, you can just laugh at someone when they're being being stupid, acting a fool, acting like a, like a sorority girl. Oh, I hate that. It just do. It's just, I just do this. I just. I can just look at a smile. I guess. <laughs> you see me. Yep. You. Anyways. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm thankful for every. I, you can find a positive spin on just about anything. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. That's what you gotta do. Got to. All right. That was powerful, man. Yeah. I don't know if anybody else about. is going to think that, but yeah, well, I, I think it was, uh, you know, it was beneficial for me. 
Um, <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. I, you know, I enjoyed getting that off my chest and everything. So, um, hopefully someone out there, um, you know, if you're feeling the same way, um, yeah. you know, it, there is something to be thankful for, find it and focus on that instead. Even if it means losing your job, switching mm-hmm. another job, find another career, I know you've been there. I've been there too. I've been broke. I've been in a house in my first. Yeah, you house. grew up broke, right? <laughs> I mean, here, here's a here's a relatable story. Um, I was in my first house. I liked my first house, but I tell you, I was stretching it pretty thin just to buy it, and uh, I wasn't. I wasn't. I liked it. I wasn't super happy there. Mm-hmm. Um. But, you know, I, I knew I always hoped I could make money on my way out and ended up buying 10 acres. And my plan was to build mm-hmm. uh, and I wanted to so badly. That was my plan. Right. I mean, I was like, I'm going to get out of this house. I've been, quote, in quote, suffering here for, you know, mm-hmm. three years, four years. And uh, partly why I sold the house is I, I was uh, tired of. I was tired of paying them bills. I was tired of paying that mortgage and stretching myself so thin. I was ready to cash mm-hmm. out. And I and what I thought I was going to do, I had, I had my two kids and my wife at the time. And I was going to, I moved in with my dad, got my wife and my kids. I was lucky, graciously enough, you know, my dad took us in so I could try mm-hmm. to go through with this plan. I was going to, I had my 10 acres and I was going to try to build mm-hmm. on that land. Well, as fate would have it, Right after we moved in with my dad, I sold the house, made a profit like I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Uh, right after we moved in, the cost of materials to build shot up like 40%. Yeah. Right when I did that. Yeah. Right when I did that. And it put it put building at the time out of reach for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is right when COVID was happening. The mm-hmm. economy was bad. Uh, work was slow. Like I was scraping by living at my dad's house with my wife, with my two kids. That's rough. <laughs> with my <laughs> land. My wife's looking at me. Well, I told her, you know, I promised her the moon and stars. And I said, you know, we're going to move in with my dad. She reluctantly did it because I promised her that we would build. Mm-hmm. Then when the time came to build, I couldn't do it. Yeah. I felt this small. Yeah. I felt like yeah. a fucking loser, okay? <laughs> and I, 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 I was, I was, yeah. I was with, I was living at my dad's <laughs> house with my wife and two kids, w- wanting to do something. Promised my wife that I was mm-hmm. going to do something, and I couldn't do it. I couldn't deliver. Mm-hmm. How freaking? How much of a? Lo- and I was, I, I was unemployed actually at the time. <laughs> I, I didn't have a job. This is when, this is when I started my new company. Yeah. Uh. I could. I started the company because I didn't have a job. I had nothing to do, uh, <laughs> and eventually I sold that land because I knew I could. I knew I couldn't build the house. My wife was disappointed, uh, and that was like that. That was a uh, about a year of feeling that way. I felt. I felt really bad, but everything worked out. I gutted through it, and. We bought the house my wife grew up in, and it's awesome. And honestly, it's probably better this way. Yeah, 
did I ever think going through that time it, it was gonna end up better? No, I oh. I felt I felt like the world was falling down for yep. about a year, you know. But if you just keep <clears throat> going, everything's gonna work out. We ended up buying my wife's childhood home instead, and it's in a better place for my family. Absolutely, I didn't think it was gonna work out that way, but we did. Yeah, there's a story for you. If you're feeling like a loser. <laughs> I've been a loser. I, you know, but I'm thankful for all that. And now I have a company and a podcast because of it. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So look at you now. Look at me now. I'm in my own house. I'm not in my dad's house. No. <laughs> uh, and and my, my wife is so happy here. We live real close to her mom. We live real close to town. Mm-hmm. It, it, it honestly it's just better it is better yeah. thanks <laughs> you're not a loser craig thanks dude <laughs> all right current events you got anything on here i do not have any current events to discuss this week <laughs> <laughs> the one thing i saw that was going on uh the united auto workers strike mm-hmm what you know about that? <laughs> Too much, I think. Huh? <laughs> Too much, I think. Too much? Yeah. Why? Did you say not too much or too much? Too much. Yeah, uh, let's hear the too much. You're, you're stressing me out. <laughs> good. This is good. So what I, I know is, uh, you know, the United Auto Workers are on strike. So this is like... Mm-hmm. These would be the people working at what the GM plants. Also, uh, it's the big three that. Um, so it's it's GM, Ford, and Stellantis, which is you know Dodge and Jeep and Chrysler. Okay, they're all under big the Stellantis three. brand. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. See, I I did not know Stellantis was a word. New word unlocked. <laughs> um. So they're on strike, and. As far as I know, they haven't reached an agreement yet. They have not. Um, and the UAW is threatening to push. Uh, right now, they they kind of strategically hit certain plants, um, mostly throughout the Midwest. I think it was like Ohio, Michigan, Indiana, Missouri. Um, you know, the ones that they would kind of target the uh, the cars that those companies need to make the most, right? Yeah. Um, so, uh, obviously, if you're Ford, you know you have manufacturing plants in Mexico. <laughs> you can <laughs> shift some of your production around <laughs> to other places, you know, throughout the country into Mexico. So, I mean, it's getting to the point now where the UAW is um, threatening to expand this even further um, to more plants. Um, so, this is the first time that this is a strike like this has ever happened. Um, and wow yeah yeah it's so a big one the the rumor is that they are asking for uh 40 percent raise yeah and a 32 hour work week um well that is i have to say um that's a that's a weak sauce work week <laughs> yeah um it's, um, it's a european work week <laughs> but that, it really is something that they get like that is that is kind of a basic um, work week in Europe. That's how they. That's just how they do it over there. I mean, their top scale is thirty two dollars an hour. Yeah, that's not 
super high. I mean, but I don't know. I'm not super versed. Yeah, $32 an hour is, I mean, it, I guess it could be higher, but it's still a damn good job, especially when you consider, um, well, you know, there's probably a lot of opportunities for overtime, which is. Okay, I'm reading a new article. U.S. auto workers on production lines average $28 an hour. Okay. Um, you know, you know, I, I don't, I don't have any friends. We're not in a city with a big UAW plant. Um, but you know, it seems like it's around 28 to 30, yeah. um, with their lower scale people, probably similar to other unions, um, making, you know, in the teens, if you're first mm -hmm. starting out, that's kind of common. Mm -hmm. But for example, I'm in the, uh, uh, local 18 equipment operators union, you know, we're scaling out mm -hmm. at 40 right now, $40 an hour Okay. Uh, for union heavy equipment operators. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know, 30, that, that $30 range, if you're living in a big city, yeah, that's not a lot. It's I mean, not, but you know, stuff like this, a 40%, um, pay increase all at once that will that will ruffle a lot of feathers in a lot of industries mm -hmm. real quick you know Definitely. that's probably why they're fighting a drastic change like that yeah um but i feel i feel for the people sure you know what if a lot of these a lot of these big plants are in really big cities and the cost of living is real high well the plants themselves are usually not in huge cities they're like smaller towns that are kind of built around the plants right i don't know i'm just saying yeah. words. like like there's not a <laughs> <laughs> there's not a, there's not a lot of plants in like downtown detroit right you're not getting a a city you know you're not you don't have people li like living in high rises in detroit that are you know working in the plant they're kind of like on the outskirts right yeah i'm just saying it's a i don't know it's a big uh it's definitely a big deal. Yeah. It's going to affect a lot. Of, this strike's going to start to yeah. affect a lot of things. Absolutely. Uh, you know, like um, obviously it's going to affect your industry. You're in the steel in industry. St yeah. Obviously, cars are made of metal. Yeah. Uh, that's a big deal for you guys. Um, it's a big deal for anybody. Dude, I mean, <laughs> all L companies. Literally, ev everything uses cars. Yeah, Every everybody, and, and you got a lot of big companies buy yes. new cars all the time. All the time, they got you know tax write off. And, uh, like you know, there's a people are using their the price uh, of cars. Sorry. The price of cars are going to go up as a result of this. Yeah, they, I mean, that's simple supply and demand, right? <laughs> they're they're going they're, to make less cars. They're going to be selling them for more money. And right now they're striking. Uh, that's even affecting parts for yeah. the cars that are like only you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they're, yeah. not, they're not making anything they're not just not making new cars they're not making the parts for me they're, they're yeah. they are on strike so i mean hopefully they reach an agreement soon hopefully it's hopefully it all you know works so. out but a 40 percent raise all at once all you can think is the cost of cars is going to rise 40 percent all at once and wow yeah yeah that's um certainly a scary a scary that's thought a, that's um, a you can't really think that 
cars um, par- car prices can go up 40% because then they'll be like unaffordable. <laughs> yeah. Well then everyone else is going to need a 40% raise too in order to be so able can- to buy a car. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I hate to say it, everybody. Not everybody needs a new fucking car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, it amazes but, me. But it's even going to, it's even going to make the used car, excuse me, the used car, prices go up because Even everyone because everyone that would normally be buying a new car they're going to have to go buy a used one and right. there's not going to be any used cars and people are going to run their cars rather than selling their used cars they're going to run them until they break because so, they can't afford to buy a used car so you're once you're predicting another used car value spike um I can't say that it would surprise me. <laughs> yeah. Remember, was it like around COVID times when that happened? Mm-hmm. And now it's, then it kind of died down. That's good because I have a truck for sale. <laughs> <laughs> 2015 Chevy Silverado. Is this Hit the one up. that you bought in North Carolina? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Well, Not yeah, a lot of salt. You drove it all the way from North Carolina, right? Oh yeah, it's a good truck. Runs good. Runs great every day. All right, <laughs> moving on. What the crap? What the crap? What All right. Crap. My what the crap comes from Omaha, Nebraska. Um, there's a man named Dave, and Dave is recently divorced. Uh, so Dave starts uh, kind of dating around, um, just casually dating. Um, nothing serious. Well, he meets two girls. Um, one is named Carrie and the other is named Liz. And they're both aware that this is just a casual relationship, just kind of hooking up. Um, but one day they run into each other at Dave's house. One's coming, one's leaving, right? Oh my gosh. Like it's like 1980 or something. (laughs) (laughs) 90s. Yeah. Uh, well, this doesn't, I guess, even though they knew about each other, this doesn't really sit well with each other, uh, or at least with, uh, with one of them. Uh, it turns out that as soon as she sees, uh, Liz coming to Dave's house, Carrie says, Hey, Dave, I want to move in with you. Like, we're going to get serious. Dave says, no, we're not. So Carrie starts stalking both Liz and Dave for three years she's like sending them thousands of texts and emails um when they're you know when they're together she's sending them messages um you know like i can see what you're wearing right now and blah 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 yeah creepy stuff emails emails and text messages yeah I was going to say, is she also sending faxes or (laughs) (laughs) yeah maybe (laughs) um so of course, uh, this drives Dave and Liz together. They're going through a common struggle and they have a common enemy, right? So they start to get pretty close. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, then Liz's house gets burnt down, so she needs a place to stay. Wonder who did that? <laughs> Wonder who did that? Well, the evidence <laughs> indicates that it was Carrie. Oh. Well, the problem is <laughs> that uh, Carrie's family hasn't seen her in quite some time, and. They just get a bunch of like strange cryptic test text messages 
uh, when she misses things like her dad's funeral and her son's graduation and all these sort of things, like birthday parties and stuff. She's, she just like completely ghosts her family and, and sends like very cryptic text, text messages, like not like not coming to this. Uh, what the heck? So they're like trying to get a hold of the police. Like, Hey, this is weird. Can you help us find her? Um, so when Liz comes in to report that Carrie burnt her house down, um, they take Liz's cell phone and run a history on it. And you'll never guess what they found. <laughs> they found pictures of uh, Liz's or sorry, of Carrie's body and her car <laughs> on Liz's phone. <laughs> A bunch of fake emails and text messages. She was scheduling text messages to send from Carrie's phone to Dave. <laughs> um, so Carrie's dead. Carrie has been dead this whole time since she left Dave's house. Like Liz kidnapped her that night and killed her and took her cell phone. And then pretended. Pretended that Carrie. That she was stalking. That she, that she was being stalked by Carrie and, and stalking uh, Dave with Carrie's cell phone. Yeah. Wow. It went to the point where she, um, she shot herself to try to blame it on Carrie <laughs> and tell the police, like she shot me. And they're like, we know that she couldn't have shot you because she's been dead for three years. So yeah. three years, it took them three years. Well, they didn't. They didn't even know that she was missing because it took them that long. It took her family that long to convince just, the police that she was missing. They thought she was crazy and hung up on Dave. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Where Where <laughs> so, was this? Omaha, Nebraska. Wow. So Liz has now been convicted of first degree murder and second degree arson. Um, and she was sentenced to life in prison without parole. <laughs> wow. Yeah. What the crap? <laughs> Gary, Dave, and Liz. Liz. Wow. Yeah. When did this, ha when did this uh, all happen? Is this an old story? It's a little old. Older. Um, I was going to say, I was trying to look it I think up. It, I think it just came back. Uh, her her court case, I think, was like earlier <laughs> this year. So it I just still never came, heard of came, it. came back in the news. But yeah, I what thought the that crap. was. Uh, That's a wild one. Yeah. I kind of was getting a, 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 a tint of. <laughs> is it Carrie? She's crazy. Carrie is the one that was was uh, the stalker, but she was dead. Carrie and Terry. Carrie and Liz. Liz, Liz, gosh dang. <laughs> and Dave, poor Dave. So Dave has been cleared of crimes. He was getting. He's been cleared. Food. He's a victim here. Yeah, he sure is. Wow, that's nuts. Yeah, what the crap? <laughs> that's crazy. Isn't it? Yeah. Uh, my what the crap comes from your favorite state, Michigan. Ohio? Ah. Uh. Yeah, hey, Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sarcasm there. Got gotcha. 
actually from Gaylord, Michigan. Um, okay. This was around. So there's a woman. She hasn't been named. She was rescued in northern Michigan. Uh, she was at a state park, uh, Dixon Lake, to be specific, in Otsego County. Um, the woman. I mean, do you go to state parks a lot? You kind of uh, know. Yeah. I feel like they're all kind of the same, you know. You go yeah. there and, you know, have you ever noticed like when you need to take a crap, they like have these, these like, they're not porta potties, but they're like, they're like outhouses and they have like right. the big they're, tank they're underneath. Restrooms, yeah. Yeah, it's like a big giant drop. So yeah. this woman was doing her business Mm-hmm. At a state park, mm-hmm. and uh, she dropped her Apple Watch down into one of the into the toilet, and it's uh-huh. just like a drop, and then a big tank, a big holding mm-hmm. tank, like state park style, right? Yeah. So they don't have to service them very often, sure. Like like a like a normal port body. Uh, she drops her Apple Watch into, you know, the, the tank. I mean the, the tank. Well, she lowers. She instead of calling for help, she lowers herself into the tank to retrieve her watch. Uh, you Prob- just buy buy a new Apple Watch, man. If the problem it, is, <laughs> you buy a new Apple Watch. She finds her watch, mm-hmm. but she cannot get out of the tank. She is the drop mm-hmm. is too far, and she is now trapped into the bottom mm. of yeah. an outhouse at a state park. Hmm. yeah it's like an idiot trap they caught her (laughs) luckily some passers-by heard her screaming help and they pulled her out with a uh, strap nice (laughs) so don't do that yeah don't do that leave it out leave the watch get a new one it's deeper than it looks folks Mm -hmm. deeper than it looks yeah. I'm glad she was ho- found. And you hope it's mostly empty? I don't know. I mean, I've always... <laughs> Freshly serviced. I'm actually a state park like frequenter with all the, like, the mm-hmm. running I've been doing lately. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's always like a little... It's always in the back of your mind when you, like, take a crap, sit down on the toilet, take crap on Like, man, that's a long way down. Mm-hmm. I would never fathom... <laughs> no. Drop <laughs> for a damn Apple Watch. Yeah, they're not even that expensive. No, like maybe, like I think new ones are pretty cheap. Yeah, and what was That's she crazy. doing? Like, what? Why? How do you drop your watch? Uh, who knows? She was probably adjusting it or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to tell. I mean, really, is that really the time to fiddle with your watch and take it off and drop it? <laughs> <laughs> Yikes! She has not been named. Yeah, I wish she was. <laughs> lucky, like lucky for her. I'd like to ask her what the hell she's doing. <laughs> All right, sports. All right, we got some things to talk about on sports this week. All right. Um, of course, we watched that Buckeye game last night with Notre Dame. That was a wild one. That was a wild game. Oh um, yeah. So I, I had no, I had nothing on that game, and I almost had a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> so, like I said, I'll address this. Seems like you want to address this. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, like I said, I had a good week, made a lot of money, was grinding hard all week. Mm-hmm. Uh, after we left the warehouse on Saturday, me and a few of the guys, we thought it'd be a good idea to go over to the East End Cafe, which is close, is a few miles down the road, little, mm-hmm. you know, one of them bars, all they serve is alcohol, kind of a hole-in-the-wall type place. Mm-hmm. Drank a few beers with the boys, getting geared up for another day of hard work. Mm-hmm. Um, well, <laughs> Clayton texts me when we're at the East End and says, hey, I need some help. It's like 6.30. I'd already worked all day, mm-hmm. ran 20 miles the day before. He said, hey, can you and David, can, can somebody come help me unload this trailer full of whiskey barrels? Like, I need help one more time. Like, after I'd already been spent. Yeah. And I'm like, all right. He, he paid us a little bit of money to go help him. And while we were doing that, I remembered I had a had a big jar of uh, moonshine mm-hmm. that a guy gave, well, that a guy made and I bought. It was a peach moonshine. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. And um, it was good stuff. Yeah, you've had some before. Mm-hmm. Kyle's moonshine. I think I might have talked about it on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. We were unloading all the barrels. There's like 120 of them. Getting a little sweat going. And uh, I was like, hey, anybody, you know, wants want to sip this moonshine? Sipped on that. Drank like half the jar between like three guys. <laughs> Got back to watch the Ohio State game. And as the alcohol was coursing through my body, I thought, hey, Notre Dame's driving. I know Ohio State's going to win. This might be a good time to bet on a football game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So yeah. I bet all the money I made that day, which is a pretty large amount, mm-hmm. on the Buckeyes. And wow. Money line. What a, Bu- Buckeye money line. All they got to do is win. What a ride it was. <laughs> what a ride. What a ride that game was. Holy crap. When they failed on that fourth down, I was like, that's it. We, we're going <laughs> to lose. Because they just marched down the field the drive before that. And our defense was gassed. They were picking up 10 yards of carry. And for some reason, they decided to come out and throw the ball. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, so yeah. they went, they, I mean, I have to say, that was a great football game. It was. It was incredible. Neither team even messed up. Yeah. Besides, besides just not making it on fourth down, that was mm-hmm. the extent of their mistakes. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. Like, no turnovers. No turnovers. Oh, but, yeah. So, yeah, Ohio State went for it on fourth down on, like, the 10-yard line with, like, three minutes left, and mm-hmm. they didn't get it, and yeah, I felt so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, I really got to go it. I really just lost all that hard-earned cash. Yep. <laughs> but then uh, Kyle McCord comes up big, finishes yeah. off that drive. They score on the last play. <laughs> now – on that, on the last two plays that they took from the one yard line, the pass to Harrison and the run that uh, Chip Trainum punched in, I saw this. They only had ten guys on the field. Yep. Notre Dame only had ten guys on the field. I saw that came out today. How uh, does that happen? That's crazy. Wow, it can't <laughs> unbelievable, right? Now, I guess I, I guess I can't say neither team made a mistake because that's clearly that was that was, a that was the mistake. mistake. Yeah. But dude, he. The thing is, he barely got in, too. It wasn't like a go-ahead touchdown. I He scored, and I was, like, texting you. I was like, is that a touchdown? <laughs> like, 
Well, oh, the way man. the things had gone all night, because even in you know in the first half, um, you know Notre Dame went for it on fourth down, and the the quarterback scrambles out and he gets hit out of bounds, but they reviewed it and found that he like lowered his shoulder and brought the ball back behind him, so he didn't oh, get yeah. it. Oh yeah, that was crazy. I mean, it was it was crazy plays. It was like so razor thin every single play. It was a crazy game. It was a uh, crazy game. That Notre I, Dame quarterback though is a beast. He's a good player. Yeah, Sam Hartman. He's the guy that we talked about that had the rib taken out and made into a necklace. He's a tough guy. Yeah, I did, I guess I didn't realize watching the game yeah. that was him. But yeah, you're right. He's a tough guy. Yep. And he they didn't really screw up. And I saw a lot of people complaining about Kyle McCord, but one thing I have to say about him is he didn't screw up. He no. didn't choke and throw in INT. Like yep. He he made some good decisions there. He had he had some uh, some throw some bad throws. Yeah, um, yeah. But but he also had some really good throws when it mattered. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I think uh, I think he showed us that he can be the guy. Um, that well, defense, that Buckeye defense, is very good. Uh, so a lot of people think, in the you know I think we he, I think we got a shot this year. Oh yeah, like it was crazy. You know. A lot of those games like that end with the quarterback, they're driving at the end of the game, and they just what, what do they do? They just throw a pick and it's over. So, yep. he, you know, he didn't do that. Although he almost cool. did. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, but that he line, didn't. That linebacker dropped that interception. <laughs> pretty easy one. Yeah. That was a hell of a game. The, other, a the game. other thing I noticed was, uh, you know, that Oregon-Colorado uh, game. Oh, was, man. Man, yeah. Dion, they got obliterated. They did. That that Oregon coach was uh I feel like he wanted to make a point. So. Yeah. I mean, everybody that was kind of shocking. I think and you know, they're pretty decently favored. It was like 14 mm-hmm. points. 21. Oh, wow. Oh wow. So <laughs> I guess it was 21 point favorites. Yeah. No surprise to Vegas, but I guess to everybody else. Well, I don't think anybody was thinking it was gonna be, you know, fifty point <laughs> beat down, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. Um well happened. Uh Nick Chubb. That was unfortunate. Yeah, that uh, was he blew out his knee, which of course he did the same thing, the same knee in college, and he came back from that. Um yeah. but they said the ACL is still intact, but he's torn his MCL. So um they think he'll be back, but not this season, which of course yeah. That's your guy on your fantasy team. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they got a big win today. So that was good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good. So back to college football. Um, Iowa's offensive coordinator. This is a funny story. Iowa's offensive coordinator. Uh, his name is Brian Ferentz. Of course, his dad, Kirk Ferentz, is the head coach at Iowa. Um, okay. Well, Iowa's offense is typically Sucks. pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. Usually. Um, so they have a new, they put a new clause in his contract this offseason that requires him to average 25 points per game or else he gets fired. He can't, <laughs> he can't keep his job unless he scores 25 that's points lot, per game. That's a lot of points. That's a lot of points. Um, so last week they played Western Michigan. Um, and he, <laughs> he went for it. They were up 34 to 10 with 33 seconds left. 
and he went <laughs> for it on fourth down and scored a touchdown to make it 41 to 10 to try to raise his average. <laughs> and they, and, yeah. So then they asked him about it after the game. Yeah. And this was his quote. You all have had fun with this 25 point obsession and I get it. I do. But if I'm not mistaken, we just dropped 41 on Saturday. So maybe it's time to grab a hold of your little step ladders and go ahead and climb out of my ass for a while. You all have had fun. With that. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I mean, obviously that's what he's going to do. Like, yeah. Until he's ahead of, you know, out of the woods. He don't want well, to be- it's not. Is it not that they will fire him? Is it they can, or is it? No, they, I. I think it's. You're been fired. Made, I think it's been made clear that they will. <laughs> I of had course, no but of idea. course, his dad's the head coach, so it's like, is he really going to, or is he going to be like demoted, or what? Um. What? Yeah. So they followed up that uh, 41 point showing um, against Western Michigan. This week they played Penn State and they lost thirty-one to nothing. <laughs> it's a good thing he did that. Yeah, so they're currently sitting at twenty-one point two five points per game. Um, wow, so under under the cut line, <laughs> not good. <laughs> what an interesting thing to be rooting for and watching. Yeah, uh, rest of the season. Yeah, wow, that's uh, crazy. So we'll keep you updated as the season goes on with uh, Iowa's <laughs> points per game. <laughs> it's funny that you know in these uh, these little press conferences or things coaches just have to do. So I'm sure we'll get a few more interesting <laughs> sound bites out of this guy. What was his name again? Yeah. Brian Ferentz. He's the Brian Ferentz. offensive coordinator at Iowa. So are you rooting for him or are you against him? I'm against him. I definitely want to see him miss this. This would be hilarious. <laughs> Dang, can, you, can you imagine the coach of Iowa, the head coach, having to fire his son because his son can't average 25 points a game? I mean, <laughs> what, what a ridiculous, like, this is something they make a movie out of. <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. That is ridiculous. But that's Iowa football, man. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Um, <laughs> So the last story I had was uh, Alan Williams. He was the defensive coordinator for the Chicago Bears. Um, he resigned this week um, after his home was reportedly raided by the FBI. Um, wow. We're not really sure why. Uh, reports came out today uh, that it, it was nothing illegal but oh, uh, he had, but he had to do some. It had to do with some sort of inappropriate conduct. Um, but I don't know why they would raid his house if it was nothing illegal. But who came out with that? The, the that Bears? was Schefter. Uh, no, that was Adam Schefter. He's a ESPN's NFL reporter. He said that it was nothing illegal. But that it was inappropriate, and that's why he got or he was asked to resign. Um, but yeah, his, his house was raided by the FBI. Uh, at least that's reportedly. Why would they do that? Typically, when your house gets raided, it's uh, 
child pornography a lot of times. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. What's his yeah. name? Alan Williams. Alan Williams. Yeah. Alan Williams. Who is this guy? Dude, the FBI does not raid your house if you're not. <laughs> right? <laughs> what do you mean it's not illegal? I don't know. I mean, unless yeah. he's just uh, trying to, like, find some support for well, Donald Trump or something. I don't know. Well, we'll yeah, well, we'll <laughs> know soon. That's all I Maybe. got. Can't, can't wait to find out. Yeah. I mean, these football coaches are crazy this year. It is crazy. Too much tea. Yep. <laughs> All right. That it? That's it. It's that time. It's that time? What do you think it is? I hope it's a Trump laugh. Get out of here. I know. It's got to be. He had so many in there. What, Trump? (laughs) No, no, Biden. Biden gaff. We got Biden at the, uh, it's the Black Congressional Caucus. Uh, And as we've heard in the past, you know, if you don't vote for Biden, you ain't black. black. <laughs> <laughs> How do people vote for this guy, especially after that? So now he's speaking at the, uh, the Black Congressional Caucus. He, uh, I should have just played that clip, but anyways, he's talking to talking about his friend LL Cool J. <laughs> Uh, so he butchered LL Cool J's name, calls him LLJ Cool J. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, then he said, then he called him a boy. Hmm. And I don't know if Biden obviously he doesn't know this, but black men don't like being called boy by an <laughs> old white, old white cracker. You know what I'm saying? You just don't, it's just, you don't address a grown ass man as boy. If you're a white man talking about a black guy. Well, yeah. I mean, even if you're, even if you take race out of it, it's kind of, meh. <laughs> uh, it's just one of them things. It's just one of them things that. Yeah. He's a man. Call him a man. Treat him like a man. <laughs> well, the the past is the past, and history is real. And if you're a white guy and you're talking to a <laughs> black man, you don't say boy. You just don't. Okay. Yeah. That's just how it is. You know, it's just one of them things. But that's their guy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Get him out of here. He's a joke. All right. Moving on from that, let's put it back on the rails.
We rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that our suffering produces endurance. Endurance. And endurance produces character, and character produces hope. Romans 5, 3 through 5. What's that mean? It means that if, if something goes wrong, um, then it will just make you better because you'll learn it. And um, if it happens next time in the future, it you'll just be able to handle it because you're better at it. Yep, absolutely. Good job. Is that a Tommy in the background? It was. Even with, really... even with the baby uh, screaming at him, he still kept his composure reading that. So, way to go, Gary. Hey, Gary's on his way to be a hell of a podcaster. Yeah. <laughs> he is. Well, that's it. That's the show. Mm-hmm.